welcome back. We are going to do a Q&A episode today. So I've got some questions that I gathered. I saw there was a number of questions that were really like for, for me. So I thought I would answer some Christina questions today because I needed a second from channeling. The guides are, there's been a lot. I, this last weekend, I was my boyfriend and I were channeling like, and I swear to God, solving the mysteries of the universe. And it was so intense and I'm still integrating. We're doing it for a long, long time. So I'm like, I need a break from channeling for a second. Um, guides, you can come in next time. So anyway, we're going to do a Q and a episode. So we're going to go a little all over the place with this today. And I will remind you that if you have a question you want submitted to the podcast, whether it's a topic for me to discuss, a question for me to answer, or something for me to channel about, to ask the guides about, you can head to christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D, and you can submit it right there. That way it is all nice and easy and simple for me to find. Sometimes it gets difficult when things are in all different places. So if you have tried direct messaging me things, you probably got my autoresponder. I just simply... Me and my team simply cannot be responding to everything everywhere. That is a personal boundary choice I've made. So I appreciate you respecting that. There is always a place to send inquiries. Um, and for podcast topics, I love, love, love when you send in questions and suggestions and topics. I love it. Thank you for that. And the best place to do that so that we actually see it will be on the podcast page, christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D just FYI. Um, other quick updates on my end. Don't forget that a high energy healing training enrollment is opening up October 23rd. So we'll be open that week. I will see how quickly spots get taken. I do have limited spaces. I run this training once or twice a year and there are a good number of people on the wait list. So if everybody who is on the wait list gets accepted in, Remember that you have to do the psychic development course first. That is a prerequisite. There are no exceptions to getting accepted. If everybody on the wait list does choose to enroll, then we will be full. So I recommend getting on that wait list. If you're not already, submit an application. It's pretty simple and straightforward. And uh, that way you have the highest chance of, of getting in. Um, if you want to be this round, so a high is the energy that I downloaded a few years back. It is the energy that I am on mission assignment from the divine in this lifetime to bring to the world. It is a very powerful frequency that really is helpful through this ascension process with DNA upgrades, with turning on our spiritual abilities. And I have seen miracle after miracle after miracle using this energy. You don't have to have any previous training in intuition or with energy work. You can do level one, which is using the energy just for yourself. As I say, I feel that energy work is a non-negotiable. It's like daily hygiene. Everyone should know how to, how to work with energy. And really the more we ascend, we are going to realize that we're energetic beings and everybody's gonna need to learn this anyway. Level two is if you wanna be able to send this energy to other people. So if you wanna use that in your business or with your family, with your children, that would be level two. So you can bundle those together if you would like to do both, or you can just do level one if that resonates with you. So just letting you know, um, you know, I found with the high, it very much is, is intuitively guided and led. Uh, I absolutely love running this. It's my favorite thing ever. I mean, it's my baby, you know? So, and I just love, love, love witnessing the transformations physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, how gifts turn on for people, how people's bodies change, how people are healing in such beautiful ways and realizing that they are their own healer. That is really what I love witnessing for people. So it's a beautiful experience. We'll put the link in the description slash show notes, depending on where you're watching. So you can tune in. Uh, and yeah, we open up enrollment officially October 23rd. And it's my favorite way to close out the year, honestly, especially because it gets people set up for the new year in such a powerful, potent way. And it's such an incredible tool to have and to work with over the holidays. So I really love opening that it at this time of year. It is very intentional. So most of it you do 
you know, on, on your own time at your own pace. And then we have our, our live opportunities that are, you know, longer. It's like one day, but longer two days, but longer. So it works with most people's schedules. Anyway, links will be in the description. Excited about that. And part two, quick, quick announcement. Uh, I am part of a summit. My mentor, my colleague, Jennifer Longmore, she's been on the podcast, is hosting a summit called the Clear Channel Summit. And it features over 20 different channels, all sharing our messages for 2024. So it's a really, really powerful, beautiful summit. I have my channel transmission that will be in that summit and then you'll get access to all of the other channels messages as well. So it's a great summit to sign up for, to prep for next year, to get that, that high frequency transmission heading into 2024. We'll put the link in the description slash show notes. If you want to sign up for that summit, it's totally free. And you also get a ton of amazing gifts from all of us who are part of it. So that is quick announcement number two. And then other announcement number three, Oh, I'm so excited. We are changing Ascension School. I'm not changing, we're updating, upgrading, whatever. We're having weekly calls, uh, which I'm super excited about getting in this flow. We're doing live Oracle sessions and it's gonna be a mixture of a high energy work, transmissions, activations. They're gonna be fun, they're gonna be wild, they're gonna be mixed bag of treats. So I don't even have words. If you are not already in the membership, join now. You can get access to those live calls plus the daily Oracle, which are channel messages sent straight to your inbox. We've got monthly energy updates. I have a library of hundreds and hundreds of trainings on intuition and manifestation and brain rewiring. We've got hundreds of channel messages in there. All of my daily ener energy practices like this is my mystery school for y'all and I'm so proud of it and yeah, I can't wait for this next iteration. So christinathechannel.com slash membership. You can do a free trial. We have a seven day free trial if you want to test it out. This is the place. You guys, we've got to be in community right now. We've got to be in community. We've got to be spending time together in high frequency places with people who are on our wavelength. We've got to anchor in more light, uh, which you know we're all doing, but it's really powerful when we are all together in the same space. We're gonna do really quick intuition practice right now, all right? Are you ready? You're prepared. This is the question. I want you to feel the answer. What am I drinking right now? If your intuition told you it was Organifi, you are in fact correct. Specifically, Organifi Gold Pumpkin Spice. I always love when this stuff comes out because it's seasonal and it's that time of year when Pumpkin Spice has arrived from Organifi, but I don't know what it is about this year or where I'm at personally, whatever, but I have been drinking so much Pumpkin Spice Gold, like at least two a day, which might seem excessive, but my body has been craving this. I, first of all, love the taste of it. It's got that pumpkin spice flavor, but not the really sugary, gross. Like I remember Starbucks Pumpkin Spice Lattes had this like weird aftertaste. I don't know. It tastes amazing without all of the extra crap and sugar and all that but pumpkin spice gold gold is great for rest and relaxation calming the nervous system it's really great before bed I always drink it before bed it's like one of my favorite things to end the evening with but I've been having it throughout the day and honestly I've been having it first thing in the morning because I've been off coffee for a while. And so I like to have some type of latte type drink. And so I've been loving having the pumpkin spice gold, just mix it with some nut milk or some raw milk, whatever I'm feeling. And it is so, so delicious. So if you want something that's a great nightcap and honestly, I drink it during the day too, but it just helps me feel so even and balanced and calm and chill, which is great for all of my channeling abilities. If you're looking to open up your gifts, getting your body in that rest and digest state and that parasympathetic mode throughout the day is a big must for opening your channel, but it also is great before bed to support that good night's sleep, to promote a healthy response to stress. It helps so that you don't wake up feeling groggy. It helps your muscles. 
so many great ingredients like reishi mushroom, known as the queen of the mushrooms. We all know reishi, amazing for grounding, a powerful adaptogen, great for modulating stress. There's also lemon balm, an herb that's been used to calm and relax the body for thousands of years across many different cultures. Turkey tail mushroom, which is a powerful antioxidant that supports a healthy immune response. Turmeric, ginger, allspice. They just updated this formula and I think it's even better than before. And don't forget, this is seasonal, so I always stock up this time of year when pumpkin spice is available. I highly recommend you do so as well, and you can get your hands on any other Organifi products that you're interested in as well. You really can't go wrong. I drink Organifi all day. If you want to try out pumpkin spice gold or any of Organifi's other amazing products, just head to Organifi.com CTC to get 20% off. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com CTC to get 20% off and make sure you stock up because pumpkin spice is limited edition. I know a lot of you are feeling a lot more of this like it's this mission go time energy. I have been really amped up in that direction recently. And I know that in the spiritual space, like people think this is all very fluffy or it's about feeling good. And it's not just about that. It's not just about that. It's about real life change on a, on a global scale. And it's, you have to realize that the agenda, like I'm going to go off here, but I know I talk about all this stuff. I need you to understand how important this is. I need you to understand how important this is. The agenda is to keep us distracted. The agenda is to keep us divided. And so I want you to notice all of the things that keep you distracted, all of the devices, all of the platforms, all of the to-dos, all of the things that get thrown on us that we have all these responsibilities. You know what I think about? I'm like, the, just the amount of time and energy it takes just to be a freaking human of all these things we have to do and the bills we have to pay and the things we have to sign up for and just sorting through my freaking mail. And I'm like, this is all distraction energy. This is not how I should be spending my time, right? And then add on other responsibilities. If you own a business, if you have kids, you have multiple kids, you have pets, you've got families, you've got, you know, things happening with parents. Like, like just being a human, it's a lot, right? So we've got to fortify ourselves and we've got to really, really realize that there's something bigger going on than just us. There's something bigger going on for just me. It's not, it's not me and me feeling good. That motivates everything I do. That's one level of it, but that is more, that's what I need to be able to show up in the way where I can contribute to us as a whole, as one. We've got to realize where we're in distraction energy and we've got to realize where and this is, you guys, this is stealthy. This is insidious. This is deeply ingrained. I, I think back to things I learned in school. I think back, I mean, this is also religious programming. This is everywhere, right? What are all the things that have taught us to stay divided, to, to teach us it's good or bad, this or that? We're against this person, even, even competition, right? Friendly competition. And I know there's no ill will there, but you think about how people are, which is sports teams. And there's some people that take it to, to another level. And it's like all of these things that teach us, Hey, it's just friendly competition. It's like, where does that, where does that lead? Right? I just want to come back to this because it's been really on my heart. Um, I've been super, I'm going to, whatever I have to say this before we get into the q and I'll pull it together but I've been super emotional I know a lot of other people have too um <laughs> and I want to like take it back to little Christina and when I was really little I was asking as I'm sure a lot of you who are here were as well I'm, I know <laughs> you can relate right um I was asking a lot of big questions. I would ask my parents a lot of big questions. I would ask my teachers a lot of big questions. Uh, at the time, you know, I was I was in the religious circuit or whatever. I would ask uh, my pastors, the priests, big questions. I asked everybody big questions. And I was little. I was really young. And I, I was asking big questions when I was two, when I was three. Uh, and I kept going. And... You know, one of the things that really, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't understand I needed an answer for was why are people so mean to each other? Simple as that. Like, why are people so mean to each other? And I think that the way that I asked it, like, I could, I could feel and I knew that the way I asked it hit people so hard, adults so hard, where I would watch their reaction and I just for a long time, I had a lot of, I mean, I had a lot of mental health issues at a very young age 
because of everything I was seeing and experiencing psychically and part of that was being so empathetic and like and I'm like how much of that is psychic versus like being a human and I remember my parents would have the news on in the morning you know before work and I or I would hear things and and I was really young and I or I would watch you know my sister would be watching a movie and there would be scenes and I was so sensitive and I'm like is it that I like and I say that I wasn't so sensitive. I was normally sensitive. I was a normal level of sensitive, which is being a human and being compassionate and being like, this is not okay. Like, this is not okay. And I could not wrap my brain around why people were so mean to each other, why people were so violent, why this is a form of entertainment, how we could just watch this and not bat an eye because it's not real. Um, And also how there was so much of this that was very real that you know we hear about on the news and we we don't have that like heart to heart like these are human beings connections anyway since i got on this planet this has bothered me this has bothered me and it still bothers me and it's something i still just don't understand i mean i do understand um not meaning it's justified but i just i mean i guess i don't understand i don't understand uh, it's a big reason why I studied psychology in college and went down that. It's like why I'm obsessed with understanding people and how they think and why they think the, the way they do. And like, I think my understanding is that people do these things and this is what's happening. But like really on a on a deeper level, like if I, it was so, you know, I remember like my first ever Akashic Records reading. And I didn't really say much. And, and she goes, she goes, wow, this is really interesting. And I go, what? She goes, your soul is just so innocent and so pure. And she goes, you're literally here. Your, your why is like, is ending suffering, is ending suffering. And I'm like, wow, where's the rest of my team at, you know, but like really, you know, and I think it's that, it's that like childlike innocence that keeps me grounded. And I'm, I'm really grateful. That's a big part of my soul frequency. Uh, and we've talked about inner child, the divine child and how that connects you to your intuition. That really is a secret sauce when it comes to opening up your intuitive gifts and working with energy. But like, I'm not like, there are so many reasons why I'm passionate about what I do and I'm passionate about this spiritual work and I'm passionate about energy work and, and intuition. It's about sovereignty. It's about taking your power back. It's about realizing your own, your, your own healer. It's about not feeling trapped in your life. And it is about on an individual level, how can we get people out of a place of feeling powerless and trapped and limited by their circumstances, right? Because there's a lot of stuff that fights against people and it's not fair. And then it's okay. But if I can learn these tools, how can I create something different, right? That's why manifestation is so important. It's not just about, oh, I want to manifest a red purse. Like, I don't care if you want to manifest a red purse, like whatever, it's fine. But like, there are deeper reasons why I give a shit about this. And I'm saying this because like, <laughs> sometimes things happen in the world that feels so big and so sad and I I feel like people think that there's nothing they can do and you have to understand like how important this is how important it is for you to to be in spaces like this for you to be learning about these types of concepts for you to be doing your own personal healing work for us to like for us to be doing a lot of this healing on a generational ancestral level for us to be healing like for all the people we're connected with and for us as a collective for us to be living from different paradigms and at a higher level of consciousness so we can actually tap into that frequency bandwidth of pure unconditional love and forgiveness and seeing seeing us as one and coming back to the heart and compassion and like that is really the energetic way of going about this right like i i'm not a politician i'm not a scientist i'm not a researcher like and I I have my lane and my place and there are a gazillion other people. There's billions of other people in this world who have their unique mastery and we all need each other because we don't all think the same. We don't all work the same and we have different passions and all of that plays together beautifully to create something where we can really create massive change. It's not about everybody doing the same thing. It's about us all leaning into... <sighs> 
our inspirations and and our our the things the way that we naturally are coded to be leaning into that and going to the mastery of that instead of trying to be like everybody else and so while there might be conversations that you feel like you're not educated enough to be a part of i'm not educated enough to be a part of every conversation for sure but what i do understand is energy and what i do understand in my life is that whenever i want to make a change in my life whether it's healing anything, it's shifting something physically, it's it's a, something within my business, it's within very real life relationship dynamics, uh, friendships, people who maybe there's some low frequency energy between us uh, for whatever reason, maybe somebody's upset or maybe there's sadness, uh, you know, losing loved ones, like like all of these dynamics in our lives, like we, we are here to deal, like not deal with, but we are going to deal with people. We're going to, we have to learn to work together, you know, and like this whole conversation or like, like there can't be light without the dark, right? Within what dimension, within what plane? And like, I, maybe it sounds silly, but like, I really do believe like we can create something different there. We have evidence of it across dimensions, across planets, across different beings. And so I think that's why I love channeling so much and working with these other entities and communicating with them and doing sessions and things like that, because it's like, this is information from from energies that know what it is to be pure unconditional love. And how can we start to bring that onto the planet, right? Because hurt people hurt people. They do. And I, I don't think that everybody chooses to change, but I do believe people can change. I do. But people have to make that choice. And I think some of the most, the most powerful way to influence anybody is by example. The worst way to try to influence people is by yelling at them or telling them what they should do or what they should believe and telling them it's going to work. It's like when you live by example and when you view the world in a different way, and just embody that, it inspires people. I know that, you know, no matter how many times I can try and tell people, it doesn't convince anyone of anything. So I just gave up on that a long time ago. And when people in my life give me feedback about things that have inspired them, they're like, I heard you telling this story about your life or I saw you make that choice. I saw you make the choice to, to shift or I was hearing you talking about how you handled that dynamic with that person. And it was them witnessing me showing up a certain way that maybe inspired them to see things in their own life a different way. Uh, and there's just, a, there's a lot of, unfortunately, low frequency energy. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of hurt in our world. And I don't love talking about all that kind of shit, but it's, it's the real, real, right? And when we're in situations where we feel like there's so much bigger than us and, and we want to help but we don't know what to do we can come back to like remembering that like your frequency is important and the way you show up in this world is important and you cannot underestimate the ripple out effect of that thing you cannot like your your light your energy your intention i, I mean <laughs> you can change your whole freaking country you can change the whole freaking world think about how many people we know worldwide who's who's embodiment the way in which they showed up like has gone down in history positively and impacted so many people and so I know some of it sounds corny but this is like really my why this is like I like I give a shit about this and there has been you know a lot happening a lot of people getting hurt and it's so sad and um we're all human beings (laughs) We're all human beings and we are not meant to all be the same, right? (laughs) That's part of what makes it beautiful. But I really, I really, if I care about one thing, it's like, how can we help people heal and how can we help anchor in a really different frequency on this planet in such a powerful way that everybody has to freaking adjust to it? You know, when one person walks in the room and they're holding a vibration so freaking strongly that everyone starts to kind of adjust to them energetically, that's how powerful energy, how powerful energy is. And like, 
that is like let's zoom out if you feel like you can't do anything there's always there are always things we can do and the way that we show up in the healing work we do here matters right and so if you ever think that your message doesn't matter or like the choices you make don't matter who's paying attention everyone's paying attention whether or not they know your name or your face we can all feel each other's energy and we can feel the energy of the planet we can feel the energy of other people whether or not we're conscious of it right so this is really powerful work you're doing and just and being here and being part of this community. If you're here, I know that you are anchoring in a higher level of consciousness and I thank you for that. And I just had to share that and express that. Take it as you may before I uh, got into some of these questions because there's been a lot on my mind and my heart you know so I um you know I know a lot of other people are feeling that too and I'm sending you love um your intention your energy your prayers they all matter for everybody you know so sometimes in life we do things we we don't do things because we think oh it's not going to make a difference every little thing makes a difference every prayer every intention every choice, the way that you choose to show up. Like if there's a moment where you're getting upset with someone and you choose that moment to not respond from anger, from fear, from hate, and you choose to like, what, how, how am I going to respond if I just recalibrate to love? Every moment you do that, that matters. It matters. Okay. So that is my spiel. Thank you for listening. Let's get into some questions. <laughs> okay, these are kind of all over the place. Um, well, my jaw is hurting, so if you see, if you're watching me and you see me looking to the side, it's because I'm reading the questions. Okay, so I guess we'll just go on to this. Um, <laughs> I'm making faces. We'll go on to this topic of low frequency things because we're already there. Um, and some of this overlaps with it. Am I able to go more into the Avengers parallel to the ET situation? You know, I get most of my downloads from movies. Anything in like the fantasy realm is probably going to give you a lot of insights. Uh, there are like direct maps, whether that is like lit literal, literal, this is literally what's going on, or this is a perfect metaphor analogy. It's similar to it. You have to understand that um, a lot of the low frequency beings on this planet, the way that they are able to do the things they do is by getting people to unknowingly opt in to things, right? So this is where you've got to be careful of trends, um, Things like that, right? It's like, and part of that is, this is out in plain sight, right? So as we've watched these shenanigans unfold in the last, I mean, forever, right? Shenanigans have been unfolding, unfortunately, forever. Uh, and especially all the stuff, like, could it be any more obvious? And you you got to see how, how obvious this shit is and people still pretend like they can't see it. Um, it's right in it's right in people's faces and they still they're like okay like they have to say what they're doing before they do it okay and all the shenanigans that happened three years ago that was all literally out public websites it's like it, none of this has been hidden this has been said verbally it's been written like it's all out okay that's how it works and some of those outs happen in in movies and it's really interesting for me you know i studied in college, I studied psychology and film. I've always loved film. Um, I love the messages, love the intricacies, and it's very interesting to learn about different directors and see how, you know, some people are unveiling things for high frequency reasons. Some people are unveiling things for low frequency reasons, but things are unveiled. So no matter what you think about, you know, maybe the director or whatever, things are getting unveiled. And there are a lot of, you know, truths that come up in a lot of these fantasy the fantasy realm like there's a lot of truth that comes up in in that area um so anyway if you want a robust spiritual education obviously watch all of harry potter and a lot of the i mean disney movies 
give you a lot of spiritual insight, including like the Avengers, all of the Marvel movies. Uh, yeah, I guess DC, but anyway, th there's just a lot of spiritual truth to it. So when it comes to Avengers parallel to the ET situation, I guess it's a big question because there's like so many movies, you know, and I, I'm like trying to figure out a way I could like watch the movies and like literally share every note I have. Like I literally just, if anyone has any ideas for how I could do this succinctly and like in an organized fashion, like I'm, I'm super serious. Like I would love to just watch every movie. What we've been doing with the Harry Potter series is good, but I can't do that for every movie I watch. And I feel like I need to, every single movie need to be like, this is, let me map out what's happening here. Um, so especially if you watch like Captain Marvel, for example. And so you watch the, like these beings coming onto the planet and scanning people and then shape-shifting into them or the that new show secret i think it's called secret invasion um that is very like literal i don't know what to tell you other than like it's it's literal <laughs> it's literal right so we might not have superheroes that we see flying around or like with these whatever but i will say all of the technologies that all these superheroes have in these movies are available uh, that there are people in in the government that have access to these different types of suits and powers and abilities uh we are held back in the dark ages basically with the technology that we have access to but when it comes to a lot of the et interactions and a lot of the um this idea of like who among us right that is a very very real thing and like the kind of the shape-shifting into, into different beings, all of that. Um, so that's what I'll say about that. I, I, I couldn't really be like more specific without going into the movies, you know, like one by one, like we're gonna break it down, but that's what I'll say. I never thought I would say that a product is like core to my existence, but that is genuinely how I feel about Element Electrolytes. If I have not yet turned you on to the power of electrolytes, please listen to me. First of all, I understand that most electrolytes are filled with all kinds of crap, added sugar. They kind of taste like that weird, chemically, not even real taste. They make you feel gross, all of that. And I used to think that electrolytes were just for athletes and they were just a no on my list. I didn't even think about them because they had all that extra crap in them. And then enter element. This is a game changer. All right, electrolyte deficiency or imbalance can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, brain fog, weakness, sugar cravings. A lot of people assume that when they experience those symptoms, they have a bigger hormonal imbalance or it's like some bigger issue. And honestly, the first thing I would recommend trying is balancing your electrolytes, especially with all of the light work and energy work that you probably do if you're listening to this podcast. We need a lot more electrolytes than, than the average person. I actually don't drink any plain water. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not telling you to do that. I am just telling you in my life, I know what I need from my body to channel everything I channel to do this level of energy work, uh, to live as my highest self. And I need a lot of electrolytes. And when I don't drink elements, I get puffy. I retain a bunch of water. I get headaches. I get cranky. I get sugar cravings. I feel like no matter how much I eat, I'm never satisfied. I feel tired. I feel weak. I get an afternoon crash. And I used to think all those symptoms were something else. Electrolytes, electrolytes, electrolytes. I always have a million at retreats I host or any live events because people go through the electrolytes so, so quickly. And if you're listening to this podcast regularly, like we are doing energy work, we're doing frequency work. So this is not just, yes, it's a physiological thing. And I feel like for general health and wellness, if you are on a whole foods based diet, it's really easy for your electrolytes to get out of balance because there's not all of those, those minerals in, in the food, the way we used to have with the soil. Anyway, but also just on a frequency level, energy healing level, energy work level, intuitive awareness level, electrolytes. 
These taste amazing. They're not filled with all that crap. Zero sugar electrolyte drink. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with the co-founder, Rob Wolf. He's one of the people who got me into health and wellness and whole foods-based eating to begin with and totally changed my health journey. Anyway, these are the best of the best. So Element has an amazing offer for our listeners. With every single order, whether you are a new customer or a returning customer, you can get a free sample pack with your purchase. So if you go to drinkelement.com CTC, that's spelled D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com CTC, you'll be sent to a link where you will get a free sample pack with your order, whether or not you are a new customer. So that gives you one packet of every flavor, eight total to try out new flavors again and again. I don't know why you wouldn't just keep using that. And Element has amazing customer service. If you order and you don't like it, they have a no questions asked refund policy. You don't even have to send the product back. They will refund you. So you have really nothing to lose. Get on the Element train. This stuff has changed my life. I have about 50 packets in every bag I own. They're all over the place. And if uh, ask anyone who's met me in person. I'm like living, breathing element. All right. So drinkelement.com slash CTC, get your free sample pack with every single order. This will change your life. I think you've mentioned, somebody said, I think you mentioned that you're moving from living on your Pluto, 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 Pluto said that Pluto line. Can you talk more about that experience? And was it part of your decision to move? So <laughs> great question. You can refer back to my moving episode for the full story, but it it was it wasn't my only factor. It definitely wasn't my only factor, and I'm also working with diff I'm working with two different charts, right? So that complicates things a little bit because there are some areas where I have really positive, in my opinion, energies on one of my charts, and then not really great energies on my other chart with my new birthday. And I definitely like feel both energies very strongly. Um, and so I'm taking into account that, and there have been places that I used to feel really, really great before my walk-in. And now they, like it's thing, things are going awry because my new chart has disharmonious aspects there. So it's interesting for me to kind of like balance both of those um, and feel, feel into that because both are kind of at play. And I, so in my, in my new chart, what's going on is I forget. It's like, is it like Saturn conjunct Neptune? I don't know, but basically the translation was that there will be like blocks, like spirit blocks in the spiritual realm connected to my business. And I have just been feeling for a long time. Like I felt like I was pushing a boulder up a hill every single day. Everything just felt really, really hard. And that's for a number of reasons. I don't think that's just my astrocartography. I actually have so many friends who have been leaving San Diego who have been feeling the same way. Like a ton of us left at the same time. And a number of my friends who are still there are planning on leaving again soon. So I think a lot of people are just feeling like there has been a lot of stuff energetically happening in San Diego. And I think I'm also tired from, I'm also kind of tired from doing so much grid work and like, I don't know. And I also think like contracts are just up. And sometimes a lot of people at the same time contracts up and it's like a fresh wave of energy coming in that can really upgrade the space. But in terms of living on my Pluto line, that was something that I had found out about like a lot, like honestly, when I first moved to San Diego and I was trying to figure out, I was wondering if there was something to do with my health because I was still going through all my health stuff when I first moved there. And that had come up that I was on the Pluto line. And I was like, well, that makes sense. This is why I always go through these intense death, like death and rebirth cycles. And I just felt like my life has been a consistent, like, I build something, I create something, and then it dies. It's done. It dies. And I have to rebrand, whether that is with my actual business or my life. And I feel like I'm so good at rebranding. Uh, who is it? Mark Champagne. Mark Champagne. <laughs> Mark is like, rebranding is your brand. I'm like, yes, it is. Thank you. Uh, I, I got just so used to the death and rebirth energy, but it's also, it's really tiring. I think death, like death and rebirth, obviously that comes up in everybody's life in, in smaller, like it's not going to go away in my life, but 
it was just in such big ways so consistently and I'm just one person and it's like this level of giant like death and rebirth plutonic energy to deal with all the time is truly exhausting and I just need some space in my life right now to chill to heal to like calm my body down and since being here my nervous system is so much happier I want to be away from everybody like I want to not have friends for a second. I need to take care of myself. I think that it is hard to explain how plugged in so many people are to me, um, unless you're in my life. Uh, And I love having lots of relationships. I do love that. I have that four line and I got so in my four line and I need some heavy two. I'm a two four. I need some heavy two right now. Uh, and I just need it. And my nervous system got totally fried and I really can't show up for anybody, including myself, if I'm, if I'm feeling like that and just being here has helped so, so much. And this is what I need for me right now. You know, so the, the Pluto energy is, it feels like a lot of work and it was all the time. And I think there's a lot of beauty in that. It it has allowed me to grow a lot. And I do, I mean, I love some Pluto energy. Let's be honest. Like, look, I'm somebody that likes Pluto energy. I mean, I'm North node Scorpio, like Scorpio moon. Like I love that kind of shit. Right. But it was very tiring. Um, again and again and again, and I needed a break and something I needed a different energy. And I've, I've lived on that line my whole life. Right. So I know a lot of people have like moved, a lot of people move east to west. Uh, and so they are experiencing different energies and something that I realized and also my boyfriend has been in the same boat where he realized like we've both only been on our one line our whole lives like I grew up in the Bay Area in NorCal and then I moved south to LA and then I moved to San Diego so I've been on that like similar energy line and um it's a very intense line (laughs) uh and so I need something I need something different and the moon line that I'm on is not like I didn't move somewhere where it was like super chill, I guess for me, but it's definitely chiller and it's more, it's, it's my moon. It's more, more of an emotional experience. It's my feminine energy. It, it's a different kind of intense that I'm really liking and is exactly what I need for growth right now. Um, so when I lived on my Pluto line, just going back to this question of, can I talk more about that experience? Was it part of my decision to move? It honestly wasn't the Pluto line because I stayed there for like five more years after I found that out. It was, it, it, all of that, it, you know, it's a, fa- it was a factor in, in my mind around like this exhausting. It was really my new chart and having this like business, this big block, spirituality, business, growth, like it was just, and I could feel that and I was feeling it so palpably in my body and it was nice to have that validation from my astrocartography. Like, yeah, this is happening. Um, and those were definitely factors that wasn't, I still, after I found that out, I still looked at houses in San Diego, uh, and I I went through that process and everything was just not feeling right. And I just knew there were so many reasons why it was just my time to, to move on to something else. And and I do plan right now, this might change, so maybe I won't. Um, but right now I do plan on going back there, um, in a few years. So I just need a break, but yeah, you know, those are personal decisions. Like, I don't think we should let astro cartography or astrology or anything like run our lives, but it is helpful information. There's so many other energetic factors that can go into how a space feels for you, you know, and we also have the power of transmutation, but yeah, the Pluto line, oh, tiring. <laughs> Rebranding is the brand, you know? So that was my experience there. Okay, next question. Just finished your latest podcast and it was so fascinating. I think this is about Paris. I need to hear more about the dark entities you saw. All I kept picturing were dementors flying around sucking people's souls and you're the only non-muggle there to see it. What do they look like to you? Are they dangerous? Um, define dangerous, you know, like... <laughs> I Yeah, they, they yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, in the sense of like when someone is not connected with their inner power and doesn't have their tools and doesn't have their awareness, it can be dangerous of infiltrating someone's fields and how they're feeling and sucking the good energy out of them. And then really when you're, when you say, oh, I keep picturing where Dementors flying around, that's really what it looks like. So they're all different types of beings that I was seeing, um, that look, 
like every creature you could imagine in the realm of Dementor. Dementor creature, like in all the scare, all the movies you don't like, like weird creatures that are not loving. Like, yeah. Uh, and a lot of them do look like Dementors, yeah. Flying around, feeding off people's energy, uh, blocking people's light. And when, and when people are unaware... They don't always realize what's going on, you know, and I've talked about this with my episodes around like mental health. It's like a lot of people who struggle with different mental health issues have low frequency entities that have gotten in their field. That's not like that is not saying people are bad or wrong or they meant to do that. This is just part of like moving through the world. There's shit, there's shit that happens, right? There are spaces. I mean, I've talked about this, like there are movies I've seen where afterwards I'm like, I'm clearing. I have to clear myself because shit just got thrown in my way, right? And so that's why I'm like, thank God for my intuitive abilities and my ability to work with energy. And everybody has access to that. If you want to commit yourself to opening up your natural abilities. Um, so like, yeah, they can be dangerous if you don't know what to do, if you're not in your power. Um, but it's like, you know, it's, it's very like insidious, like a lot of times it's more mental health or it's like health issues or like, um, people like having depression or anxiety or, um, getting physically ill or getting really tired or getting like the flu, random shit like that. Um, negative self-talk, infiltrating people's consciousness and their way of thinking, like all of that, um, fatigue, things like that. Are they dangerous (laughs) if you know your shit? No, no. Let me tell you something. Um, in the realm of spiritual gifts and spiritual abilities, we all have different abilities that we are very much coded for, right? So different light workers have different missions and things that we're uniquely coded for. And it's sort of like in, you know, in the twilight saga as you go deeper into the series and you get to breaking dawn you start to learn about the different vampires and how they they all have different like special gifts like the vampires have all their regular vampire gifts but then you go deeper in it's like different people have different like natural abilities or even like in harry potter like you know different professors or adults will have things that they're like naturally kind of gifted with uh and hopefully that's making sense we have that in the spiritual world and one of mine I have a few things that I'm like, my soul is very good at. One of mine is clearing low frequency entities. One of mine is handling that and removing shit like that. Uh, and you know, I had been told that for a long time from different like healers or different psychics had said that to me. I didn't really understand it until I really started doing this work, um, and kind of realizing what was going on. And I've had a lot of that kind of revealed to me. I mean, honestly, since childhood, but it's one of the reasons why, I mean, I have a strong field. I have a strong field. I'm able to attract love shit in, but I was always shown from a young age, whenever these entities would try and get close to me, they would run away. And my friend Robin, she was a couple weekends ago, she was like, oh, you're a huntress. Like, because we were talking about the difference between people will like kind of get ready to like fight the dark energy, if that makes sense, in the astral versus I'm like, y'all are running away from me. And I've always seen it like that. That's been my experience. They don't want to get close to me. Um, And that is the power of keeping your frequency really high, right? When you have a high vibration and when you're you are in your power, they are scared of you because this shit will literally like, I mean, a low frequency entity will get blasted apart by my light. Like if I direct my energy to, it's going to explode. I always tell people, it's like, have you, if I don't know if you've seen the, like the Scooby-Doo movie, the, the first live action one, uh, with Freddie Prince Jr. And, you know, and they, I don't, I haven't seen it in a really long time. But it's actually on my list. My guides told me to rewatch it. But you know, at the end, how I don't even remember what these what those beings were. But it's like when they saw the sun, they like ex- literally exploded. That's pretty much what it looks like. Um, so there's no reason like th- these energies feed off of fear. And when you are don't have fear, they're powerless, and you can transmute that shit and you can clear that. So. Yeah, that's what they look like. And I'm like, not today. Not today, y'all. Um, that shit's gotta go. Gotta go. So 
Yep, pretty much. Um, and you know, I think honestly, in my work, and and sometimes I just being honest, heart to heart here. Like sometimes I struggle with. Obviously, like I spend so much time working in other dimensions and with different beings, and what I share here is just a percentage of what I'm seeing and experiencing. And I definitely like to keep my topics in a certain direction because I don't like to add to the fear. I like to give people tools to help them. I like to talk about real life shit because that's what matters uh, in addition to all the other stuff. But I do think sometimes it's important to talk about like think topics like that. I don't love to talk about that. Like, yeah, I saw the Dementors at the Louvre. But at a certain point, and I think especially with kind of going back to what I started this episode with, like, we've got to be fucking real about what's what's going on, <laughs> you know? And, and I don't avoid things in my life, but I think that a lot of people just really don't realize and they they try to avoid it or they don't they want to avoid those topics. And it's like, look, that either way, that's what's going on, right? Uh, and I've had this conversation with people in my life. It's like, either way, we live in a world where this shit exists. Like, and not even, let, let's move outside of like the astral, other dimensions, different types of non-physical entities. Let's just talk about like regular life, right? Like, like I, as a person, when I'm aware of safety things, you know, because there's stuff and pretending like there's not stuff that could happen is not serving me. And so it's not to know that and then come replace a fear with living, but it's like, hey, I understand that exists and I also understand how to take care of myself and I'm gonna step into an empowered place with that. But I think that the avoidance or bypassing or pretending it doesn't exist isn't helpful. It's not helpful. So I don't like to energize things, right? Like I'm not going to spend my time focusing on things I don't want, like classic manifestation or things that I don't really want. I'm not going to spend my time energizing it or paying attention to it or worrying about it. That's not helpful, but it's okay. That exists. And I understand that my focus and my intention are powerful and I'm going to lean into that and the things I do want. And I'm going to lean into raising my vibration and doing my work and having my tools so I can be in an energy of creation. And I'm constantly in an energy of creation and I'm not in an energy of waiting to see what happens and then defending. It's a very different frequency. So there you go. All right. Uh, On your recent podcast about mold, you mentioned how one reason people might be sensitive to mold is that they hold onto other people's energy and they don't know how to transmute it. Could you talk more about how to do that? Yes. I'm just going to take a sip of this really quick. Thank you. All right. You know, when I first, you know, when I was saying so funny, when I first started my podcast, I started it with, I mean, this was forever ago, like nine years ago, right? I was in college and I started with two of my girlfriends and we started this podcast. It had a totally different name, totally different vibe, totally different point. And it was really just about shooting the shit about college life. Like we just talked about all kinds of random shit. And you know, we're just like, we're 20, we're having fun, we're 19, we're 20, whatever. And we used to have this tradition where we would go out for dessert. We'd, we were we were huge foodies. We had a foodie account on Instagram. Like we were, that was our thing. It was so fun. And I was food blogging also at the time. And so we love to explore places. We lived in Los Angeles. You know, you're like young, you're in LA. There's all this good gluten-free vegan stuff. We're healthy people, like quote healthy, right? We're really into health and wellness. We're really big foodies. So we would have a tradition where we would go out and find like a fun new vegan gluten-free dessert. We're all had a big sweet tooth. We'd get it. We'd bring it home. We'd have our dessert party. And while we ate our dessert, we'd just shoot the shit and record our podcast. And it was so fun. It was so fun. And like, you know, it's just this little podcast. Like now that we're doing it just for fun. And we, it was a fun tradition. And we got so many negative comments from people. This pod, I can hear people drinking and I can hear people eating. It's so gross and it's so unprofessional. And I was just like, this is what's wrong with the world. Don't listen to it. <laughs> Why are you ruining my fun? <laughs> You're ruining my fun. <laughs> anyway, so and then I realized I developed this thing where like, 
you know, I talk a lot on the show and sometimes I really just need to take a sip of water. And I noticed that I had developed like because of that when I was a lot younger, we stopped eating or drinking on the show. And I was like, I had developed this thing where I had made a rule in in my head unintentionally that I couldn't drink water on the show. And I'm like, wow. If you guys are not okay with me drinking water while I record, then you don't understand what's happening here. So it's okay. I can I can drink fluid. <laughs> this isn't water. This is raw goat's milk, but it's fine. All right. So back to the question. Uh, <laughs> that's probably an answer. They hold people with might be sensitive to mold. They hold on to other people's energy and don't know how to transmute it. Could you talk more about how to do that? Yeah, there's so many ways we can transmute energy, you know? And so I think one of the main tools that I teach is hi, doing energy work. Energy, energy work changed my life because I started to actually be able to vibrationally see and feel and pull out all of this energy I was storing for other people. So releasing that, or if I'm feeling an energy, it's like knowing that process of alchemy within your system of, if I'm feeling anger or sadness or fear, whatever it is, and it's in my body, am I just going to stuff it down or, and, and, or like, what am I going to do with it? And you know, one of the ways you can transmute something is just by literally sitting with it. Like anxiety. One of the ways that I transmuted my anxiety was I learned to just feel it. And I used to always avoid it and try and manage it. And then I was like, what if I just sit here for 10 minutes and I feel anxious and I let myself go all the way into it. And that gave the energy a place to move. And then it could actually exit my body. So somatic work, right? Uh, shaking work, um, TRE, shaking. There's all different types of somatic body practices, dance, all types of people work in the somatic space. Uh, thing, things with your physiological body, dancing, moving it out, uh, communication, talking about it, releasing, screaming, writing letters. Like, and it's, so whether it's you or someone else, wh whoever it's from, like, what am I doing with that thing? There's a million ways to transmute it. Um, my ways are energy work. Um, I communicate, I yell, I express, I cry. I cry a lot for people, I don't even know who it is, right? I, I cry for, for people. I don't have to know what it is, but I can feel it in my body or if, I mean, even just being on social media, I mean, family dynamics, right? People just stuff that shit down and try and avoid it. They try and talk themselves through it. And I think, and look, this was my, honestly, my issue with a lot of the things I learned. Like when I went to school for psych, like I, I was planning on becoming a psychologist and I was like, it was so mental right? And that field is a lot more expanded. And there are a lot of people who, who aren't, aren't just there, but, and there's a lot of value to what's up here, right? And even with brain rewiring, I love brain rewiring. It's a game changer. And, and there's other stuff that goes with it of like, <laughs> are we clearing out the energetic debris? Are we, it's, it's cause it, it can't all just be in the, in the brain and people like I used to do this and I, I wondered why I could never really get out of the way I thought or felt with difficult relationships in my life, like for example, things with, with different family members and stuff like that. And it was like, cause I would try and talk my way out of it. And I would go to therapy and I'd be like, okay, hey, can you view it in a different way? It's, it was a mindset shift. It was thinking differently, whatever. And I just kept coming like back into the loop where it felt, it was really mental, it was up here. And when I started to just like literally release it, to transmute it, to feel my freaking feelings, if I was angry, like create a safe space for myself, in my bedroom or in my car and like scream and get mad and let myself cry and let it all out and like somatic practices and punching a pillow and like shaking things out and dancing and all of that, shaking all of that. Like when I started to do energy work, it started coming out of my body. And I, I mean, when I first started doing energy work consistently on myself, it was like, oh my God, you know what it was like? It was like, it was like when someone's never done a colonic before and they get their first colonic and they're like, I have years of shit to get out of my colon. Sorry if that was a crude analogy, but it just, that's what it is. I was like, I, I suddenly looked in my energy body and I was like, I did not know this was here. And no wonder I have all these like weird things that irritate me and I'm getting triggered all the time and I can't let this go and I can't change the way I'm thinking over here. Like, holy shit, right? And it was like, and so I spent probably that first one to two years of when I started actually working the energy body, finally being able to release it. 
finally be able to get it out of my energy field, right? And that's why people like with energy work, people come in and like we can do, you know, a year's worth of freaking therapy in, in a session. It's not therapy. I'm not a therapist, but like because I can see it in their field and pluck it out and pull it out, <laughs> get it out, <laughs> right? Or can we take that thing and alchemize it and work with it? And that, that can be part, that's partially conscious and thinking about it differently, but there's working with the frequency and feeling the emotion. And it really is, it's that, how do I turn my pain into my purpose? That transmutation, right? How do I turn my pain into a piece of artwork? How do I turn my pain into a piece of beauty? How do I turn my struggles into something I love about myself, right? Those are big picture transmutation. So, you know, I would say like every single thing I offer in in my work uh psychic development a high for sure abundance accelerator literally every single thing i offer everything in the membership every book i've written these are if you if you feel into that and you apply these things this is transmutation boundaries not holding on to people's energy. This is learning to release. And I think that is a very interesting word to tune into. I like that. I should go deeper into that. Let's like mark that, spirit guides. I want to channel about that. This word release. Like I want you to think about what you what your relationship is with release. I was talking to somebody earlier today and he just kept saying like um, that he was saying like he didn't, he, he doesn't like to release things. And... I think that a lot of us have that, have that, and maybe it's something generally in your life and maybe it's something in a certain area of your life. But like, I want you to think with the energetic of that when you're not ready to release things, like I don't like to release things. How much space is that taking up? How much old energy you're holding on to? How is that showing up in or on your body? How is that showing up in terms of your relationships? Um, what is that blocking you from? How is that stopping you from manifestation? This whole, like, I really do believe in, for me personally, and I'm not saying this from a health and wellness, like the health and wellness side of this is relevant, but I'm not saying this as like in the typical health and wellness thing, like way of seeing this. I really do believe in like detoxification as a lifestyle. It is, it is, it has to be my lifestyle. It is my lifestyle. And if I was not constantly supporting detoxification, energetically, physically, emotionally, I would be so like clogged up in every way. All of my energetic portals would be clogged up. This is one of the big reasons why people have issues with money because they're not releasing. They're not like, things are not flowing. The pipes are not flowing, right? And so the same way, like if you do not poop your whole life, you're gonna have problems. You're not releasing toxins. Your hormones are going to be all fucked up. Like it's the same thing. Like if you're not releasing the energy, if you're not moving the energy, which can be done physically, emotionally, all the things we talked about straight up energetically, right? Whether it's a high or breath work or another type of hands-on on healing or like whatever it is, there's all kinds of modalities, you know, do the ones that resonate for you, right? Like these are, these are ways of clearing the pipes, <laughs> and that allows your frequency to naturally rise because you're a naturally high frequency being that allows you to receive more information that allows more things to come your way because you have energetic space. And I mean, it's literally like how I channel. It's how I get new ideas. It's how everything comes in, right? So that's what I would say. Transmutation. You know, I think that's such a big topic and um, I think one of the, one of the best ways, at least for me to understand transmutation has been learning about energy work. Uh, and because that those principles have been like applied in every area of my life, because that's what energy work is. It's transmuting things. It's, it's, you know, classic energy cannot be created or restored. It can only be changed. And so if everything is energy, then I can transmute, I can shift, I can transfigure anything. One of my favorite things at this last retreat, the Harry Potter retreat was, I, I mean, I taught all the different classes, taught divination and potions and all the fun stuff. And we did a transfiguration class. And we talked about that in terms of transfiguring thoughts and emotions in our lives. And we also talked about that psychically and energetically. And for me, witnessing that, seeing that psychically, energetically, like that's what I'm doing when I'm doing energy work. If I, if there's something in someone's body, um, 
I sometimes it's plucking it out, but even when I pluck it out, I'm transfiguring it. I'm doing something with that energy. I'm not just like tossing it to the side. I am always transmuting it. I'm transfiguring it into something else or within their system. Like it's not just removing everything. It's also, what can we transform here? What can we heal and reactivate and upgrade within this, within the system? And that has allowed me to think about everything in my life in a very different way. So I would definitely recommend, um, all these podcasts, uh, I would recommend the energy practices in the membership. I would recommend going through the, I think the membership is a great place to start in Ascension school with all of those trainings on intuition and manifestation and brain rewiring and the daily energy management practices. Like those are all great places to start and starting to like learn to feel your feelings, like getting in spaces where you're feeling again and letting it out, right? And and I would really journal on that. What is my relationship with release? And even how is that showing up in my body, right? It, are things like, do, do you feel congested in any way? For some people, it comes up in their sinuses and allergies. For others, it's digestively. For other people, it's, it's acne and skin issues. For others, it's inflammation. For, for other people, it's a tightness in their chest. Um, for some people, it's, I, I feel like I have a frog in my throat. I can't communicate. I get choked up. Like, where are things clogged? And those are some places to look. And what does it look like for me to move, to release? Like, when do I feel like I had a release? When, what makes me feel like I, I actually really released it? And that, there's nothing better than that feeling. You know when you have a really big cry and you get it all out and it, it sucks when you're in it, but at the end you're like, wow, I needed that. It's, it's, it's actually a good feeling to transmute, you know? And sometimes that is taking something we, we have believed to be true before, we've seen in a certain way, and viewing it differently, getting a different perspective, right? So Manifestation Mastery, I feel like, is a great book for that. White Talbot is a great book for that. So you can check all of those out as well. All right, we're going to wrap up there. Um, thank you for those beautiful questions. I have some more I didn't get to, so... We'll do those in a future episode. Don't forget, if you have a question or a topic, send it in uh, at christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D. You can specify if you want me, Christina, to answer, if you want me to channel about it. Uh, we organize it all that way. So today we're some Christina questions and the guides will be here next time. They're like, come on. <laughs> gotcha. All right. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I am sending you so, so much love and I will see you in the next episode.